0: Hello everyone, welcome to today's broadcast of the PRISM 4 School of Small Business. You are speaking all things small business with me, Salome Chung, CEO of PRISM 4 Enterprises. And today I'm going to be addressing the topic of cybersecurity. And the statistics are pretty scary. (laughs) A 10.5 trillion annual loss worldwide to cybersecurity by 2025. And apparently 40%, 43% actually of attacks on uh, small business um, by cyber cyber bullies, um, cyber crime people. So they they tend to wanna attack small business um, typically. And only 14% of small businesses are prepared to defend themselves from cyber crimes. Unbelievable statistic that 1.7 million a minute is what businesses lose to cyber crimes. So this, needless to say, it's a very important thing to address as far as businesses or anyone um, when it comes to protecting your your data, um, your business, Um, from going under because of the attacks from cyber crimes. So today I have with me um, Alex Seiss, and Alex is the CEO of Ayuda IT, (coughs) excuse me. And Alex, please introduce yourself. Welcome to the broadcast.
1: Uh, Thank you, Salome. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm super excited to be in your podcast. Uh, I know you have uh, your followers, and this is such an important topic, as you mentioned. Uh, cybersecurity is by far today's top top problem uh, in the world of, uh, of IT, and addressing it is is definitely it's everybody's job, and, and I'm glad to be able to be here with you and, and talk to your audience and talk to you and hopefully give give everybody some tips and tools and, and information that they can use and uh, protect themselves and be more informed, if you will. But, uh, okay. but again, thank you very much, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to um, to give you guys as much in. knowledge as I yes. Can impart.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Alex, when I worked in, in uh, corporate, um, uh, we from time to time had trainings on um, cybersecurity, what we need to do, what emails we shouldn't open. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as a small business owner now, I pay less and less attention. Um, to, um, to emails in general. Um, I, if I, if I'm hesitant, or I'm not sure I delete the email, but I'm not thinking (laughs) cybercrime, when I'm opening my emails, and that's not a good thing. Um, I think it should be at the forefront of how um, business owners um, conduct their business um, on a daily basis because um, it's not something we're going to get rid of or it's not, it's not something that's not going to exist.
1: So It's not going away and, and exactly. it cannot go away um, simply because we're continuously to depend more and more and more on technology, right? So mm-hmm. nowadays, uh, the, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you had a server in your office that's no longer the case. Your servers are your servers are in the cloud.
0: Cloud, exactly.
1: Uh, and, and, and we're using more and more applications that are in the cloud, things like Salesforce or HubSpot or uh, Sugar CRM or whatever have you. Those yes. are cloud-enabled services. So the dependence on technology is only going to increase.
0: Exactly. And, and
1: it is interesting that you mentioned about emails, right? And you're not looking at emails uh, in the same from a cybercrime point of view. And it's interesting that I hear that from you because I'll give you this little bit of information. Around 80% of all attacks start with an email. And the reason why they start with an email is because it is so easy to, it's it's the easiest way to get through, right? Most email systems today, um, a lot of them are are very unprotected. They don't have the right anti-spam solutions or the right anti-phishing solutions or the right antivirus solutions in the emails to prevent these attacks from happening. And then on top of that, you know we can we can install all sorts of solutions into a um, into an email system, right, or or a computer system to prevent attacks or, or protect against attacks. But there is a component that, and you touched on it, that a lot of people don't don't really realize is that is the person, the person sitting behind the computer. Um, we know that sixty plus percent of attacks or sixty plus percent of cyber incidents are because of an employee. And bring security awareness, talking to employees, talking to the people around you. I mean, I, even with my children, I talk to them all the time about cybersecurity and passwords and be sure of what you're seeing. Don't click on links that you don't recognize, things like that. We, you have to be constantly on top of that. It's not a set it and forget it and it's never going to happen to me. Yeah. It's a, we have to maintain and constantly yeah. be on top of our, of our systems and our, and our training, really. Yeah, so that we can should, prevent things from happening
0: yeah you're you're exactly correct it should be more top of mind because be. for, for me it, it uh interestingly you talk about passwords it's crazy the kind of passwords that people use and uh, i've i found myself now i ha- i bought a, a tracker specifically for passwords because i would change them and i would forget them and uh, now I can always go to my little book and I know what password is. And it's it's very important for people to know, even though it's a pain in the neck, you must change your passwords periodically. You cannot and don't use one, two, threes and ABCs <laughs> in your passwords. The um, cyber, cyber bullies love those people with the ABCs and the one, two, threes.
1: Oh, they so, make, you make it easy, right? Uh, you know, exactly. low-hanging fruit, if you will.
0: Low-hanging fruit, exactly. So, yeah. Alex, um, tell the people, um, everyone who is listening, um, all those aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs, established businesses. What is ransomware?
1: Uh, so ransomware today is it, it's, it's probably one of the biggest problems that we have in cybersecurity. Yeah. And, and why it, do
0: people get infected with ransomware?
1: So the idea behind ransomware is to make uh, to take your data, whether it's a per- personal data or your company's data. And in the case of in the case of personal data it would be your pictures, word documents, homework, whatever have you, even your tax documents. In the, ke- in the case of a business, it's accounting systems and contracts and, and you know tr- uh, protected information that you have from your clients. If you're a healthcare, for example, with patient health information, EPHI, you need to make sure you protect that, right? So what ransomware does is a virus that, uh, that, that lets an attacker um, in basically make that data that you own completely unusable. And the way they do that is by encrypting it, right? And, and so they, they create this key and they have the key, and then they, they'll encrypt your data and ask you for a ransom that can vary. It can be thousands of dollars to millions of dollars, right? Like for example, um, the Colonial Pipeline, they paid $4.4 million, that was their ransom, and they paid it. Um, I know other play, other players, that have, other companies that have paid their ransoms their ransom, and they still haven't been able to go back to business. Um, more, most recently was uh, Lincoln College in Illinois, after 150 some years of providing school for un, uh, underprivileged people in the Black and Latino communities, they had to close their doors because they did not have the cybersecurity in place to protect them. They got hit with ransomware and they couldn't enroll anybody, and they had to shut their, their doors. Um, so it's it's Alex, a big problem.
0: So Alex, it, it's kind of like when you, it, it's kind of like virtually kidnapping a company
1: it and is exactly say,
0: say, now i own your company and correct. you have to pay me to get it back
1: correct correct part. that is correct and 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 a lot of times it's actually uh, it's extortion even uh, right because one of the things they'll do for instance um they'll say things like we have your data we have not only have we encrypted your data but we've captured all of your data. And if you don't pay the ransom that I am asking for, I'm going to release your data into the wild. And that data could be, like I said earlier, it could be if you're a healthcare provider, patient information. It could be if you credit card information, if you accept credit cards in your business. It could Great be
0: secrets,
1: Trade secrets. Um, I, I know you had Susan a few, about a week or so ago in your show and you guys talked about patents and trademarks and things like that, those that's data that is, should be protected. And you don't want that out there on the internet or, or, or on the world for the world to see it mm-hmm. is proprietary, it is confidential and it should be protected. But yeah, basically that's can what you they imagine,
0: do. imagine? Can you imagine, and, and we've had whispers of certain sectors of the government being being hacked, um, can you imagine a hack at the USPTO where people's <laughs> intellectual property is just out there in the, oh. in the on the world wide web for everyone to see? It, it's a scary thought.
1: It's a scary um, thought, and, and it's not just that. It, it could be. It doesn't even have to be that big. the use PTO. It's a yeah. huge organization. It could yeah. be your your in your local your local your local government could be uh, attacked. And uh, I know this happened about a year ago or two, two, one or two years ago, if, I, if memory serves me right, um, in, in Florida. A government was attacked, one, a, a municipal government was attacked, and their 911 services were disrupted. 911 services, that's life or death in, certain, in, 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 mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, if not all. So, so, so it's not just data, it's not just my company, it's everybody. It, it affects every single person out there um, in, in one way or another. And, um, and, you know, like I said, and, and if it's a healthcare company, like uh, like a VA, for example, yeah. with records, uh, medic, medical records and social security numbers, yeah. Medicare information. I mean, there's so much. And, and, and we live in South Florida. You know how many medical centers are here. There's a dime a dozen. There's a million of them. And, you know, they, they all have very sensitive information that they safeguard, that they yeah. have to safeguard.
0: You know, Alex, I, I um, come across a lot of small businesses, as you know, in businesses in general, um, business owners, um, corporate corporate um, uh, management teams, and there's never a conversation about cybersecurity.
1: We're the stepchild. We're the ugly stepchild. That
0: is crazy to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it should be something that somebody somebody should be leading the drumbeat. Because it, it this is only going to get worse. I mean, it grew, I think, by twenty three percent between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen. Yeah. Eleven point yes. seven million per company. Yeah, in it's, terms it's it's ridiculous. How cybersecurity? It is ridiculous.
1: The the estimation right now with ransomware, for example, is that every eleven seconds a ransom a ransomware attack happens in the in the world. Wow. Every 11 seconds, as we are speaking today, somebody will be attacked by ransomware. It's, that's, it's just a matter. It, it's what I like to tell my clients. It's not a matter of if I'm going to get attacked. It's a matter of when I'm going to get attacked. And when I get attacked, how, I'm going, how am I going to make sure that I can continue running my business, yeah, makes- running my company, that I can still make money? And, and I can give you multiple examples, but I'll, I'll give you one right now. Um, we had uh, we had a person um, i can't name names right now obviously but we had a client who who was attacked um luckily they had all all their backups so they didn't have to pay their ransom and the ransom wasn't a lot actually they did pay the ransom i I apologize they paid the ransom the ransom was a few thousand dollars i don't recall exactly the amount but it was it was less than five thousand dollars they paid it and they got their data back but incomplete right and they still had to spend all in all, their cost was around twenty five, thirty thousand dollars in in between what they had to pay outside consultants and data recovery specialists and all these things. plus lost wages, lost revenue. they actually lost a, a, a business the, for those days that they were turned that they were they couldn't they couldn't accept orders. They could not accept orders. so that's business loss, you know. and and yeah, maybe it's, maybe the amount is small for ransom, but what comes behind it can be huge. And even and even then there's no guarantees that you're going to be able to get your data back or that you're going to be able to recover. I mean, like, like in the case of Lincoln College. And a few years ago, I believe in 2019, um, there was a a, a Michigan, a two-doctor medical practice. They got hit by ransomware. All of their patients' medical records were completely deleted and they had to shut their doors. Wow. Completely. Imagine the amount of people that are affected by that. You have to go to a new doctor. You have to redo all your tests. You have to redo everything because there's nothing out there for you. We don't know what medicine you're taking, how often, and none of that is there. So. And it, God it is
0: forbid, really. God forbid, you have an emergency and you go to the hospital or emergency room. They have no idea what to give you and how to give it to you.
1: Right? Yeah, they would yeah. have to run a ton of tests. Yeah. yeah, it will delay your. It will delay your. 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 <laughs> you get better. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it yes. will delay your treatment. Absolutely. Yes.
0: So, Alex, uh, yeah. what if anything? We're talking about this and um, the fact that businesses seem to be. Um, at the forefront of how they protect themselves. Um, they have to be the one instituting systems or strategies to, to stem the tide of, of cyber attacks. But what, if anything, um, what, if anything, <laughs> government is doing? Or are there any regulations? Are there any, um, anything in place? by the federal government, local governments, Um, is there even anything they can do, Um, is there anything in place?
1: In in the United States today,
0: and, it, and 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, Alex, okay. but can you buy insurance
1: <laughs> oh, to, to protect uh, yourself? I will touch on all of those points for you okay. right now. <laughs> okay. So from uh, from a regulatory point of view, um, yes, there are certain industries that are very heavily regulated when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, more speci- more specifically, those are going to be healthcare organizations, um, and, and I'll. I'm gonna dig in on that a little bit because it's not just healthcare organizations, but healthcare organizations, uh, organizations that accept credit cards, they also have to comply with certain regulations, although the regulations for credit card, um, people that accept credit cards are not government mandated, they are mandated by the credit card companies, believe it or not. Um, and And then there are those that do business with the federal government, specifically DOD contractors. DoD contractors um have to abide by certain cybersecurity rules and regulations uh over cyber rules because there's really no regulation yet wow. they are working towards it it's called uh cmmc which is the Cybersecurity maturity model um and and what that is doing and it's becoming it seems to be becoming what the framework by which every other company is going to have to play to ensure data protection, to ensure confidential information is protected and things of that nature. And um, I go back to healthcare also because this is, I, I, um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but for example, uh, when we talk about healthcare, we're not talking just about a doctor. We are also talking about the company that provides services to that doctor. It could be an accountant. The moment you are doing business with a healthcare organization, you yourself have to be uh, compliant with HIPAA. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but with HIPAA, you have to be compliant with HIPAA, and that extends to any a, any anybody who does business with the doctors. What they're considered business associates, right? Um, on the, PC, on, the, on the credit card front is the PCI compliance, is ensuring that credit cards are stored uh, properly, that people have the right, um, that the whoever needs access has access, etc. And CMMC is just taking all of these things and making them even uh, even a bigger a, a, a bigger piece of the pie, if you will, from a regulation, from a regulatory point of view. Um, we do know that there are some laws in certain, certain states, that's another issue, that every state has their own little laws and, and idiosyncrasies and things like that. So, for example, New York and California have some of the most restrictive um, privacy laws in the country, um, and they, they quickly become a model for the rest of the country. In the state of Florida, for instance, <clears throat> there are no mandates or guidelines that, that I know of, at least, that, um, that require a business to have certain cybersecurity protections. What they do have is a um in, in florida statutes does state that if your company is exposed and the data the data from your clients is exposed and it is more than 500 records you need to report it to the state you need to tell the state uh, this happened these many people got inf- inf- impacted you need to provide trade monitoring services you need to do a lot of damage control. Uh, reputation suffers tremendously when you're, I mean, nobody wants to get their records exposed, right? We all remember Experian. Experian got hacked and everybody was like, whoa, up until very recently, they were paying for credit monitoring. And that's something that a small, can be very, very expensive for a small business. So, and it's important to do everything you can to protect your, your, your clients, your data, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Um, in the case of Experian, um, it, it, it's amazing. Even I'm guilty myself. That would be something you would think um, people would be running to get their credit reports to see, hey, what do I need to do? Um,
1: uh,
0: all this stuff on my credit report is not me or or something of that nature. But I come back to the point again where it people just does not give enough importance to the idea of of um of cybersecurity and its impact um what alex would you what advice would you give business owners if give me maybe the top two um to be oh, i can't owners. just give you top
1: two i can't do top <laughs> two i'm sorry i'm well, sorry well, That's not enough. Give,
0: me, give me the most important I give you top three end. <laughs> give, give me top three. Okay. okay. Um, um, advice you would give to businesses and entrepreneurs in particular.
1: Fair enough. Uh, so there are a lot of things that you can do um, in to 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 protect yourself and protect your company and your in your business and your livelihood from a cyber attack. Um, number one is it it's going to be, as i as I talked about it earlier, it's awareness training make sure that you are, that cybersecurity is top of mind. Bring it to the top of mind, not only of yourself, but your employees as well. Um, one of the things that we do with our clients, for example, is we have training that happens weekly. And we'll send a little test and see, make sure that we are engaging people uh, to make sh- to under- so, that, so that we know that an employee is going to capture, remember that the last line of defense is the employee. Is going to capture the issue before it becomes a bigger problem. So that's one. Uh, number two, email. Um, as I said earlier, 80% of all attacks are happening through email. That's because phishing is so easy to do. It's ridiculously simple to 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 do social engineering against a company. But there are things you can look at. For example, um, you can look at who the sender is. It may say Salomichon and then has the actual email address of Joe Doe, John Doe at AOL123.com or whatever have you, you'll there's a discrepancy there, right? So looking at that, um, things like um, attachments. If you do not know an, uh, the attachment, don't open it. Don't click it. Um, just very recently, Microsoft released a zero-day vulnerability where, through a Word document, a system can be infected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there is no solution for it right now. I mean, there's a workaround. But it's not a permanent workaround, number one. And number two, Microsoft hasn't patched that yet. They're working on it. There will be a patch. But in the meantime, you have to be very, very very aware of what's happened. And then last and absolutely not least is backups. I mean, I cannot stress enough how how important backups are. and, and it is important to know, and because a lot of people don't realize this, that when you put your data in systems like um, Google Drive or OneDrive or um, or any of the Box or even Dropbox to a certain degree, they are not actually one hundred percent giving you data backups. Specifically, OneDrive and Google Drive, they don't back up your data at all. So that data needs to be backed up. And understand that a ransomware attack can extend to cloud systems. As long as that data is available in one shape, in any shape or form in the computer that is infected, it will, be, um, it will be encrypted and it will be rendered unusable. And the only thing that you can do is to have very good backups and test those backups. So we urge all of our, especially now, now we are in hurricane season, right? And this is, this is coming from hurricane 101. You have backups, test them, test your procedures, what happens if we get hacked? Who knows what to do? It, it could be a very simple exercise. It doesn't have to be convoluted. It, you can start small, and you can say, okay, we got hacked. Now, what do we do? Who do, oh, I, yeah. What is our plan? What is? How are we going to respond to these types of issues? And, and those are the top three. I mean, like I said, there, there's so many more, but top three. We talked about passwords. I, I'll, 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 I'll slide that in there. We talked about passwords. Um, using multi-factor authentication reduces the attacks by around 50%. Um, I can't stress enough. I mean, I have multi-factor authentication on all of my bank accounts. Uh, don't reuse passwords. Um, uh, use a password manager, just like you are using a password manager Salome. Um, just make sure that, that we know that around uh, on average, uh, the average person will reuse their passwords in four different websites. So if one is compromised, the other three will be as They're well. done. They're done. <laughs>
0: they <are> but, done.
1: <laughs> but if you have multi-factor authentication, at the very minimum, look, you're preventing that logging from happening, right? So, so those are the strategies. So, so those are the simple strategies, really, that you can use to really limit the, the impact. And just be prepared. You, you have to be prepared. You have to be ready. Just like you get ready for a hurricane, you get ready for a power outage, you need to get ready for cyber attacks.
0: So you have to prepare and you have to be aware that that I think that's the one thing.
1: Awareness Uh, and preparedness, absolutely.
0: Yes. Alex, um, are you saying (laughs) that even when your information is in the cloud, it's not safe there either?
1: information is not safe anywhere
0: anywhere okay it's really it's
1: really not um, but what I'm saying is uh, when it comes to things like Google Drive for example or Microsoft Onedrive understand that what Google Drive does and what Microsoft do what they both do is they sell you for the access to the servers where you're going to put your data and they give you some protections in there not you know, it's not that they don't give you any protection. There are some protections, but typically they all last about thirty days worth of data uh, data backups. So, for example, with OneDrive, if you delete a file today, um, you have until June thirtieth to recover it. If on June thirtieth you forget for whatever reason, July first comes around, that file's gone. So, so wow. but you need to have backups to your backups, and and it, it is a strategy of preparedness. It is a strategy of looking at every possible scenario and seeing how can we can mitigate that.
0: Awesome. Um, you know, Alex, I want you to address the topic of um, insurance. But first, uh, I, I want to make um, a comment about um, being aware and be prepared. I can't tell you how many emails I get from from things, from things about things and people that makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> for, for example, um, I'll get email from a bank that I don't do business with, haven't done business with, and the, and the email will say something like, um, you need to call us, or um, you need to get in touch with us about X. I'm like, well, why? I will, mean, so, either I've never done business with them or I haven't done business with, it, with them for years. And that's clearly, you know, uh, people, Tend to be when you're when you're dealing with emails, whether it's your VA or your your um, secretary or whoever they're checking your email, sometimes they're not even thinking. Um, The job is open the emails or you're in such a hurry to open emails and see what you need to do that you're not even thinking, why am I getting this email.
1: So, uh, i mean the, the reason why you get attacks like that is is again it's because it's very easy and as you say we're overwhelmed we have so much going on in our lives yeah. we have phones and computers and emails and tablets and this and that and the other that we're always very hyper, we're hyper connected right so yeah. it is easy for somebody to overlook it just click on the link and and that's that um it doesn't matter that it's 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 a very wide net that an attacker would would cast just to see what comes what comes over and they don't they're not something important is that to understand is that they're not targeting any one specific individual necessarily like i said they they cast a very wide net and see who who bites who can we get in why is that because then they can create all these little botnets that will in turn infect others
0: right and
1: infect another one and another another by the time you know it you have a thousand computers amassed and they're paying you a thousand dollars a pop to get to get them to recover them They're right so it. that's why you see that um you touch on, you asked me about cyber insurance cyber liability insurance actually it's it's a very interesting topic because it's a, it's a in my opinion it's a it's a relatively new industry i think mm-hmm. uh, we not a lot of people know about it some people have heard about it some people are thinking about it but not not everybody has it what's what's interesting about cyber liability insurance today it's number one the cost is increasing that's number one number two Cyber insurance companies are, or insurance companies are actually saying we are not doing cyber insurance anymore because it's too expensive. And then number three, the ones that are are giving you the cyber liability insurance, they are asking, they're going to ask you, do you have uh, multi-factor authentication? Do you have security awareness training? Do you have backups? Do you have, do you check for vulnerabilities? There there is a a pretty extensive list. Of things that you need to do from a cybersecurity point, from a systems point of view, to ensure that the uh, that the so so that the cyber insurance liability uh, cyber insurance uh, company can feel comfortable enough to insure you, and right. and if you have a problem, they'll go through that. So did you get this enabled? Did you have this enabled? Did you have this? And they'll look for it. Trust me, they will look for it.
0: And um, they will deny you. So it, it's, oh, yeah. it's it's expensive to the not just to the business owner. But expensive to the provider because right. in the event you get attacked and you have that insurance and right. they have to pay out hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, yeah. they don't want that liability and and um, you know insurance companies always look for the teeny tiniest little thing to deny your claim,
1: right? So, yeah.
0: I, I, but but it's another it's another layer of protection.
1: And it really them. is. Um, I wouldn't take cyber liability insurance as being the at the front end of my protection. Yeah uh, because yeah, cyber liability is going to cover a lot of the costs and it's going to help you. But the, re- the, the recovery from a reputation point of view, from a business operation point of view can be can, can be devastating. It really can be. If you have to recreate records or recreate contracts, or you can't bill because your invoicing system is completely dead. And I mean, yeah, cyber insurance is going to pay the ransom. Yeah, sure. They're going to pay for the recovery, all that. But in the meantime, you're not not doing business. You're not running your business anymore. You're reacting to a problem. And and I'm not saying we're not going to react. We're all going to react, but we want to be able to react with a plan in place. Otherwise, it's just chaos. It's just what are we going to do and how are we going to accomplish all of these things to, to stay in business?
0: that is um that is so important um and uh, i i keep going back to the somebody needs to be blowing the horn more often about i mean i i'm trying yeah (laughs) i I know you're trying i I got your your um your notice yesterday by email i thought that was amazing and i i will share it with my network because you know the more people know and become aware, the yeah. more the more awareness you create around a topic, is the more people will start to take action.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad you found it useful. And, and like I said, like we say in the email, it, there is a workaround for the issue. Happy to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I think uh, as a company we are doing that. Uh, I'm not going to say that it is unique to us. I don't think we're the only ones that are doing this, but we're definitely on board with being one of the few that not only provide IT help and services like, oh, my computer broke and I need to repair or my password reset and stuff like that, but all of our services are actually cybersecurity is are, are baked into them. So, so we are we are trying to do the best we can for our clients. You know, there's things that we cannot do because of budgets and whatever, um, but but we have security is at the center of everything that we do within within our realm of, uh, of services, scope of services, if you want. Okay.
0: Alex, this has been so eye-opening and amazing information. And uh, I... You know, I'm gonna spread this far and wide to um, to, to, to the audience, and uh, I would like to um, ask my audience to share it with everyone they know because this is so important. Um, th- this this reminds me of of COVID. Uh, I know it's not on the same scope, but ah, you'll but you'll be surprised. If you, but if you get an attack. Uh, that is with a wide enough scope it can be it can be devastating not just to the business itself but in my opinion to the economy and uh, and uh, and enough and more attention need to be put on that. so alex, please tell the audience how they can connect with you or uh, they can reach you um if they have questions for you what's the best and easiest way to okay great connect. um
1: so first of all again thank you so much for the invitation i was super psyched super excited to be here Um, hopefully uh, i hope that your audience captured good information and but but if they need more you can call me by you can call me at 786-628-8650 that's our company number or go to our website www.aiuda that's a-i-u-d-a dot i-o And, or lastly, through LinkedIn, Uh, Alex is on LinkedIn, reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's going to be one, I'm always on LinkedIn, or I try to be anyway, as in social media, we try to be, right? Uh, So I connect with a lot of people. I'm happy to connect with you guys, happy to connect to anybody who wants to, to ask a question, always happy to help in any way that I can. At the the end of the day, that is in our name, right? Help, Ayuda.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much, Alex, for being here today. And I want to thank my audience for tuning in to this broadcast of the Prism Force School of Business. Um, Please tune into the broadcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Please also uh, find us on YouTube. We are the Prism Force School of Small Business. Please subscribe to the channel and like this video and share it with your network. So until we see you again next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, thank you again for tuning in and have a wonderful rest of your week. Goodbye.
1: Thank you.